Welcome to the Retail Insider video interview series. I'm your host, Craig Patterson, and we're joined here today with a special guest. This is Kazdin Parr. He's Vice President of Retail Advisory Services at JLL based in Toronto. Welcome, Kazdin. Thanks so much, Craig. Great to, to be here and uh, have a chat. And lots of people here are going to know who you are, but uh, let's talk very quickly. How'd you get started in uh, in this industry here? Uh, I think like many in the business, uh, you know, within the Canadian marketplace, um, you know, kind of fell into the business candidly, um, had some, uh, some peers talk about the retail business and suggest I maybe, uh, might be a good fit for, for the business and, you know, started my career on the property management side of the business, uh, with Ivano Cambridge many years ago, worked with great landlords, uh, across the board, including Oxford properties, uh, before switching to brokerage about five years ago. So, uh, a little bit of both, uh, both aspects of it. What what are you seeing generally with retail as we head into 2024 here? I know that there's been some, you know, projected headwinds, but it seems like there's still a lot of retail leasing happening right now. It's it's a really exciting time for retail um, in the Canadian marketplace. I'll say the, the North American marketplace as a whole. Um, you know, there's been unbelievable trajectory over the last 18 to 24 months in particular. Um, and retailers and landlords, I think, are working closer together than maybe ever before. Um, and that's for a whole host of reasons. Um, but, you know, between the high streets, you know, and the shopping centers in the Canadian marketplace in particular, um, you know, inventory is shrinking. Um, you know, the best quality brands, and the best quality assets continue to grow um, by, by many metrics. Um, so there's, again, just a lot of excitement building and, and really looking forward to 2024. In particular, I think we're going to see a lot of those fruits of the labor of the marketplace uh, where we get another tranche of really exciting openings um, in, in many parts of the country. Now, international brands are still looking at coming into the Canadian market. This is something that I've been told. Uh, do you have any insights into what's bringing these international brands here? And, and, and why does Canada still seem to be so popular uh, amongst uh, you know retailers that may not be here already or looking at expanding? Yeah, I think, Craig, you and your team, Canada, have done a great job over the years, You know, going back probably the last five to seven years, um, of how much international expansion has taken place in the Canadian marketplace. We've really seen three markets in particular, being Toronto, Vancouver, and Montreal, really establish themselves as international markets, um, both from a luxury uh, standpoint and a broader retail uh, standpoint, with many of the international brands, particularly coming from Europe or elsewhere. Um, and we've seen that momentum continue. Um, so I think the stability uh, of the Canadian consumer um, and the performance uh, the concentrated performance of those best high streets, power centers, and enclosed shopping centers um, gives the retailers confidence um, in terms of what they can expect when entering the Canadian marketplace. So um, I think that trend will continue. We've seen some great new entrants um, into the marketplace here in 2023. And I can tell you, um, both myself and our broader team are working with uh, additional brand, great brands um, that are considering 2024, 2025 uh, for Canadian entry as well. Now, street front versus shopping center. This is probably a complicated question because, uh, you know, you're working with various brands, including some luxury brands, which are going to move into, say, Royal Mountain, Oak Ridge and, and probably Yorkdale as well. Um, but uh, are you seeing any um, movements just generally around retailers saying we'd like to be on a street versus, say, in, in an enclosed shopping mall? So I think what's really interesting, and this goes uh, certainly to the luxury segment, but I think to the broader retail segment, um, retailers want to put their best brand experience forward. Um, and that doesn't need to be exclusive to high street um, and or shopping centers. 
Um, and the Canadian marketplace, you know, both in Vancouver, Toronto, and Montreal, again, kind of those uh, major three markets where most brands are entering through, um, there's strength in both nodes. So, um, you know, historically, you know, Yorkdale, Toronto Eaton Centre um, have been some of the top shopping centres for brands to enter the Canadian marketplace um, from an enclosed standpoint. But we've really seen that come back full circle now, you know, with the likes of Bloor Street and, and the activity in Yorkville um, and all the exciting things happening on the street as well. So I think brands are less focused on where they make their entry into the country um, and making sure that when they show up, um, whether in the top centres or the top high streets, that it's most reflective of their brand um, and the experience that they want to share with the customer. So I think it's more opportunity driven um, in these uh, particular nodes versus one versus the other um, uh, as an outright question. And you mentioned Bloor Street. Uh, I know there was uh, an article in the Toronto Star during the pandemic saying, oh my goodness, there's all these vacancies. I live in the area and now I see there's almost no vacancies at all. I mean, because I know some of the retailers coming that the signs may not be up yet. But uh, uh, what have you seen around demand? Uh, say, in, uh, Let's talk about Bloor Yorkville just generally as a neighborhood and uh, what we're seeing with retail, including luxury, which is a big component of what's here. Yeah, arguably there hasn't been um, you know more excitement in the country than the Blue Yorkville node um, over the last eighteen to twenty four months. And um, listen, that 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 article that you referenced, you know, would have been accurate. There was a period of time, certainly through the pandemic, um, where you know there was lots of availability, um, but. Every retailer that comes through the marketplace now wants to see what's happening um, in the Blue Yorkville node. Um, we've seen more deal activity um, in the last 12 to 18 months than probably the last five plus years combined. Um, and that momentum, um, both in deals completed that are now open um, of brands, whether that's Ferragamo or, or Von Cleef on, on Bloor or the exciting addition of Kit uh, to Yorkville Avenue, um, to your point, there's another host of, you know, probably a, another half dozen or so deals that are completed for 2024, 2025 that are yet to open. Um, so we went from a, a position where there was lots of availability um, to a much reduced inventory of available product for retailers to consider um, going forward. That is so interesting. Now, Toronto has been called a two-store market for, say, some luxury brands where they'll have a store perhaps, uh, you know, at the Yorkdale Shopping Centre as well as in the Bloor Yorkville area. Um, are you seeing that continue uh, in, in terms of what uh, brands are looking for? Say if they have a store at Yorkdale or uh, downtown in Bloor Street, they may look at one or the other for a second location? Yeah, I think that, you know, is something I've talked about for a number of years and go back to my landlord days um, and speaking with the broader um, retail community. Um, and, you know, in some instances, a three-store market, um, you know, for some of these groups as well, um, looking, you know, potentially at a, an additional door down the line as well. Um, you know, they've seen success um, in both Yorkdale and Bloor independently. Um, and I think many brands have uh, you know, been able to show that they can actually operate out of both and have uh, success in both nodes independently. So, you know, there would be some cross shop of the consumer, um, but there's also enough of a market um, that could support both of these nodes independently as well. Do you think there's room for a third luxury node in the greater Toronto area for, for retail? I think it's how you define um, node. So, um, you know, when we look at many of the U.S. marketplaces, um, you know, you have a very large department store um, program. Um, and, and as we have some great department stores in the Toronto marketplace as well, but it's probably at a multiple of two or three X um, in, in comparable sizes. 
Um, so, you know, we've seen, um, you know, the likes of Holt Renfrew, you know, do a door on, on the Western GTA um, and others. And I think they're seeing some, some growing uh, sales opportunities there as well. So again, for some brands, it's a one-store market. Uh, for most brands, I would suggest it's a, at minimum a two-store market. And there are a collection of brands that um, do believe that there's a potential for a third store um, over the, the medium to long term. Now, um, we're going to see a bit of retail disruption coming up here in 2024 with the opening of Royal Mountain Montreal, which for those that are not aware, probably people would be if they're listening to this, hopefully. It's going to be a major shopping center. It's going to have a mix of retail, including high-end and, and mid-priced, lots of popular brands. In Vancouver, at some point in 2025, uh, the Oak Ridge Park project is going to be completed, which again is going to be somewhat similar to Royal Mountain, that it's going to have all kinds of retail, including luxury retail. Um, where do you see retail going in the Vancouver and Montreal markets as these projects are completed? Yeah, these are two of, if not the most exciting projects um, in the Canadian marketplace, some of the most ex uh, exciting developments in all of North America, candidly. Um, when we talk about the Canadian retail landscape with any of our peers um, across the North American um, sphere, um, you know, both of these projects come up top of mind for both. Um, I think both will have um, varying impacts in, in both marketplaces. Um, you know, both are you know really exciting projects that are going to be well leased upon opening. Um, I think the retail mix of both will be slightly different. Uh, to your point, I think Oak Ridge Park will certainly be, um, you know, um, primarily focused on the luxury segment um, with some other ancillary retail uses um, uh, added in, uh, where Royal Mount uh, will certainly have a strong luxury presence as well, um, but will also have, you know, uh, more mass market and, and some additional retail categories. Um, in that project as well. So, you know, the magic question on any time uh, a new project like these come into the marketplace um, is what type of impacts that can have on the consumer? Um, and, you know, where do those trade areas, you know, get redefined? Where do those shopping patterns change? Um, and I think that's the magic question that, you know, we may not have the answers on yet, but, um, you know, in 2024, we will uh, begin to learn that in Royal Mount. And as you mentioned, 2025 for Oak Ridge. So um, a lot of buzz and excitement um, in the community and candidly in both of those trade areas and, and cities themselves. I know there's a lot of buzz and excitement anytime I'm traveling um, and, and talking to people about both these projects coming online um, sooner rather than later. No, it's fascinating. Now, we've seen um, uh, some interesting high-end retail move into the Alberta market, uh, uh, West Edmonton Mall. So I actually am from Alberta. I, I never thought, honestly, in my lifetime, I'd see luxury stores in West Edmonton Mall. I'm not sure why. I just didn't think it would be a destination. But uh, I'd gotten word last week, interestingly enough, that uh, the Gucci store at West Edmonton Mall is number two in Canada for handbag sales for that brand. So that's showing that the Edmonton market has some luxury sales going on. Louis Vuitton has opened a store, Saint Laurent, Balenciaga, Montclair just opened last week. Uh, tell me about Edmonton and Calgary. Have you do had much? Have you had much dealings there uh, recently with uh, with leasing and otherwise? Yeah, absolutely. Um, both great markets, uh, both very important markets um, in the Canadian landscape. And again, it kind of goes back to what we touched on earlier: is the concentration of that top tier of retail in both markets. Obviously. You have West Edmonton Mall, who's you know absolutely dominant in that marketplace for some of the brands you mentioned, um, and then Chinook um, in Calgary, again you know one of the top five centers in the country um, by by most metrics, um, and again I you know was with some of the team with CF very recently and talking about some of the exciting things that they're working on um, in the near future as well. So um, again, I think 
the, the definition of luxury, and I've talked about this before, has changed. Um, certainly the brands you mentioned are traditional true luxury brands. Um, but, you know, Nike, for instance, Nike's going to be um, opening a great flagship at West Edmonton Mall here in a few weeks. Um, and, and really excited about helping facilitate that entry into that shopping center. Uh, but the definition of luxury now can be a Gucci handbag, a pair of great Air Force One Nikes, um, and maybe Lululemons or Allo Yoga um, you know, um, casual wear. So the definition has changed, um, but those traditional um, luxury brands have been performing in both of those markets. And I think we'll continue to do so um, as more of their peers join, um, you know, in the uh, medium to, to near future. Is there, are there any um, uh, deals uh, done recently that you might want to tell us about any, anything exciting that's uh, happened in, in retail recently? Yeah, listen, I think I've been really privileged to work with uh, many great brands, as many of my peers at JLL have as well. Um, we really get the chance to work with best-in-class retailing across the board, um, You know, most of which, you know, there's some exciting things coming in 2024. Um, I'll mention some of the ones that did happen. Uh, you know, I touched about the Nike uh, flagship that will open at West Ed um, here in a couple of weeks. They opened a beautiful flagship on St. Catherine Street um, with Ivano Cambridge at Montreal Eaton Center as well that's performing exceptionally well. Um, and I think there is, again, um, a lot of activity still to come um, for, for doors to be opened, um, candidly, in all markets across the country. So some of these will be new markets um, for some great international retailers. Um, and then some will be some further expansion and reinvestment into the country um, across the board. Let's quickly talk about outlet malls. Um, just to change the subject, we talked about luxury quite a bit, which, and I mean, luxury retail, we're talking about full price retail. Uh, give me insights into what we've seen. We saw we saw outlet malls open across the country. I think it started a bit over a decade ago and they kind of, you know, did, did an expansion and then stopped. It seems like each major market has at least one, uh, one, one outlet mall. Um, do you have any insights into how they're doing? Any uh, tenants uh, moving around and whatnot? Because uh, I know you've done a few deals, including I think a few Tory Birch locations a while back. Yeah, absolutely. So again, a really strong category in the Canadian marketplace. Again, part of that goes to inventory because most of these markets, um, you know, are not oversaturated oversaturated with uh, with uh, outlet shopping. Um, but again, you have you know the likes of Toronto Premium, which is one of the top assets in the entire assignment portfolio uh, across the board. Um, you know, the strength across Iron Mills and Bond Mills, um, which to me is uh, maybe the most interesting change in the outlet category is they uh, always have been a hybrid environment for retailers. Um, but I think that's gaining a lot more traction now, uh, maybe than ever before. Uh, letting the retailer determine um, what format is best for them to operate out of. And I think we've seen a big change in both Vaughn and Crossiron, uh, where you have many retailers operating a lot of full price business out of those shopping centers, because that's what the consumer's looking for. Um, so, you know, there's still some, I'll call them traditional outlet centers where, you know, everybody wants, you know, the landlord wants everybody to participate at, you know, deep discounts um, and, and give that. But I really believe the future um, is also going to entail a little bit more of that hybrid environment um, where retailers can determine the best venue and, and best format uh, for them to execute their outlet strategy. Because that is shifting uh, quite significantly um, as omnichannel retail um, has really redefined, um, you know, kind of what the returns are like, what outlet means and, and how their distribution strategy has changed. Anything else we want to mention here? This is really good. We could probably wrap it up. 
Yeah, listen, I think it's a really exciting time. I've been talking to so many of my peers in the in the business, and there's a lot of positive uh, things taking place in the retail and uh, leasing environment across Canada. Um, you know, inventory, ironically, has become our biggest challenge in, in many of these markets. Our friends at Yorkdale and Toronto Eaton Centre um, on the enclosed side or Pack Centre out west. Um, I think, you know, the landlords are really looking at some really interesting opportunities for those Nordstrom resets um, in 24 and 25. It will take a little bit longer, but I think you're going to see some really exciting news coming out of that. And, and then again, the high street nodes continue to strengthen. So um, arguably in my career, this might be the most exciting time for retail um, in Canada for the combination of the strength of these brands and assets. Um, as well as, you know, what's ahead in terms of new store openings and reinvestment in the country. So um, as as we all know in our business, things, you know, are always constantly changing and evolving. Um, and I think we're going to see uh, some real exciting additions in 2024 and beyond. We'll definitely have to have you back. I'm going to be doing quite a few more of these um, interviews with, you know, people in the know. So thank you so much. This has been Kazdan Parr, your the Vice President of Retail Advisory Services at JLL based in Toronto. Thank you so much for joining us here today, Kasdan. Excellent. Always great to speak with you, Craig. And I'm Craig Patterson. I'm the founder and publisher of Retail Insider. This has been the Retail Insider video interview series as part of our podcast series. Thank you so much for being with us here today. Whether or not you're watching this or listening to this, be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Take care and bye for now.